Welcome to the Invest Smarter Podcast, where you'll learn about the power of building wealth through real estate and how you can achieve financial freedom through multifamily investing. If you're interested in learning more about investing in multifamily real estate, head over to our website, sastexascapital.com, and take advantage of our free ebook, Multifamily Millions, How Anyone Can Invest in Apartment Buildings. Now, here's our host, Simon Castillo. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another Friday Look Back episode of the Invest Smarter Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Castillo, and this is my opportunity to provide you with my best insights and advice into the world of real estate investing, business, and entrepreneurship. So as always, I'd like to start off just by reminding everyone that if you are interested in investing and you'd like to know more about what opportunities are available now, best way to do that is to go to our website, sastexascapital.com. There you can sign up for our newsletter. You can download our free ebook on multifamily investing. Um, and you can also uh, set up a call with me directly at your convenience to discuss you know, your financial goals and what we can do to help you achieve those goals. So again, sastexascapital.com. Uh, I do have a new free resource, the ebook on multifamily investing, a great way to get your education started and learn some of the basics about getting started investing in multifamily assets. So with that said, I'd like to today do a another mailbag uh, type of episode. I have a question from uh, an investor uh, regarding subject to uh, deals. And uh, thank you to uh, Megan for this question. Um, in terms of what is a subject to deal? Uh, what are the risks associated with a subject to deal? Not only to the investor, but actually primarily to the uh, to the seller of a property on a subject to deal. So uh, we'll get that, we'll get this conversation started um, by saying, you know, essentially a subject to deal is when you are able as an investor to acquire a property uh, subject to the existing loan uh, on the property, uh, the existing mortgage. So in essence, a transaction would, would happen like this. Um, a, a seller has a need to sell their property uh, quickly and an investor can come in and offer a subject to purchase um, so that the seller will sign the deed over to the property um, so that essentially the investor becomes the owner of the property uh, with the existing mortgage still in place and still in the seller's name. That's just kind of the high level uh, mechanics of what a subject to uh, deal looks like. Now, in general, I think a subject to deal is a great way to get started investing in real estate. Um, you can do subject to deals with uh, with a little bit of capital, not as much as you, as you would need in a traditional, uh, you know, if you were buying a property with 20% down, or if you were trying to develop some, some piece of property, you can get into a subject to deal typically with a lot less capital. Uh, you don't actually need to have any of your credit because you're assuming the underlying mortgage and actually, let me use a better word than assume because you're, you really aren't assuming the underlying mortgage. You're taking over the payments on the underlying mortgage. Uh, so again, little capital. Uh, you really don't need to have outstanding credit uh, for this type of transaction. But you know, the question really then is, as you're, as you're listening to this, the question that should come to mind is, why would anyone sell a property subject to? Uh, basically, you would sign uh, the property over to someone else, uh, but your name is still on a loan. You basically are still taking the uh, the risk 
that uh, the investor that you sign the property over to, that they will do what they say and honor uh, what they said they will do and continue to make uh, payments on your property. But really, the, the, when you put yourself in a seller's shoes, there's lots of things that can happen as to why they would consider a subject to deal. You know, maybe there was a job transfer, um, a health issue in the family, a divorce, um, anything that could cause them to have a hard time maintaining the payments. Um, and sometimes maybe they've already moved and uh, now they're making two mortgage payments or a mortgage payment and a rent payment. Um, and they just don't have the time to go through a traditional sales process. Uh, or maybe they don't have the equity to uh, go through a traditional sales process and after closing costs and commissions, um, they, they don't have any money that would uh, be left over. And in some cases, they may even have to bring money to the closing table, money that they don't have. So, you know, those are, those are scenarios where it would make sense for a, um, a seller to uh, consider a subject to deal. Uh, but as I mentioned, there are, there are some risks to the seller. Um, you know, first of all, uh, what happens if down the road, the investor for, you know, whatever reason, any reason stops making the payments, uh, it affects the seller, does not infect the, inv the investor. The investor uh, has title to the property only, but the underlying mortgage is still in the seller's name. So the seller will be impacted. Um, if the property goes into foreclosure, uh, it's the seller's credit that will be impacted, not the investors. It's also probably good to point out here also that through a subject to arrangement, that existing mortgage loan will continue to show up on the seller's debt to income ratio. This is something that probably is not considered enough uh, in these transactions by investors, but it should be. So an investor should really uh, you know, come to the table and ask questions of the seller as to um, you know, what is their outlook for the next few years? Are they trying to get into another property? Are they trying to buy another house? Will they be buying a, a car or any kind of you know, major purchase where their debt to income ratio will be examined. Um, so a, a, a new home purchase or another home purchase will show up that they have an existing mortgage and it will skew their debt to income ratio and make it, you know, difficult, if not impossible for them to qualify for another mortgage. But as, as investors, what I see of subject to a deal, and I've done subject to deals myself, but what I see them as it's, it's a tool in a toolbox for an investor, because uh, you know if you've if you've heard any of my shows, uh, you know that I often consider real estate investors really to be problem solvers. We're out there trying to solve someone's problem with a property, and if we ask enough questions, a lot of times we can figure out a way to um, solve the problem for the seller, and also a way for us to gain something uh, financially, economically uh, that makes sense for for us as, as investors. So, you know, having that tool in your tool belt is, is just another way that you can go out there and try to uh, come up with a solution to someone's problem. It doesn't mean that it's the best way to solve their problem, but it's just another way uh, that you can present solutions to a seller. And if you can present a couple of solutions to a seller and let them kind of pick the one that uh, may be best for their situation. Now there, there is risk to investors in, in subject to deals. Um, and that's because of the due on sale clause. What a due on sale clause is, if the bank or mortgage company finds that there has been a, 
uh, transfer of title in a property, they usually will have a due on sale clause uh, in their paperwork. That means that uh, they can immediately call due uh, the entirety of the remaining note. So in a simple example, if there's a subject to deal done, uh, the, the uh, title is transferred and the bank somehow finds out about it uh, and there's a $200,000 balance on the mortgage, the bank can say that $200,000 balance is due immediately. Now that is a risk to the investors. Uh, it is mitigated somewhat again by the fact that it's not the investor's name on the mortgage. So if, it's, if there is a, uh, an acceleration clause and the money is due, uh, the bank finds out the and they call the, the note due, it is the, the people that the sellers, it is the sellers that are on the hook for uh, that $200,000 balance that is due immediately. But that is a risk um, in, in these types of transactions. Now, as, as far as, as I can remember, and everyone that I know is an investor that has done these, these types of transactions, has no one has ever encountered uh, a situation where the due on sale clause uh, was triggered. And for the most part, it's because as long as the payments are being made, um, the bank really doesn't care. Um, they're not in a business of taking back properties, um, and they they certainly are not in a business of wanting to call notes due, you know, before they mature. But uh, if for any reason they were to become aware of a uh, transfer of title, this is something that could happen, and it's something that as an investor you need to be aware of. So to recap some of the risks to the seller, uh, again, their credit is still on the line. They may have transferred the title to the pro of the property to the investor, but the underlying mortgage is still in their name. So they are still uh, on the hook for the remaining balance of that mortgage. Another risk is that there is no recourse. So once, they, once they've signed over the deed and transferred title to the property, they have no recourse. They cannot ask for that property back. Now, can the investor um, can the investor transfer it back? Uh, sure, but the investor is has no motivation at all to uh, to ever do that. So there is really no recourse for the seller once they have signed the, the deed over and it's recorded. It is uh, that, that is pretty permanent. Um, so between having no recourse and having uh, having their credit still on the line, I think those are two significant risks uh, to the seller. As a seller, you then need to make sure that you have uh, you know, the utmost trust that the investor you may be working with uh, has high ethical standards, high moral standards, and that they will go through and do everything that they say they're gonna do um, and, and in terms of making payments on your property, maintaining the property. Um, and at some point, they have a plan on how to refinance um, that property so that the underlying mortgage can uh, be removed from your uh, from your name and from your credit. And then on the flip side, you know, for investors, uh, you know, th this is still a situation where you have taken title to a property, but there is an underlying uh, mortgage on it, which you become responsible for. And as an investor, you have to have, again, the highest amount of integrity uh, that you are uh, gonna, going to make payments on that uh, property as you have promised uh, to the to the seller. So uh, personal risk is limited in this type of transaction, but professional and reputational risk to the investor is of the utmost. Um, 
you know, real estate is a business where it takes a long time as an investor to build a reputation um, as someone who is trustworthy and uh, someone that can be uh, uh, trusted with other people's money as well as other people's property. Uh, and that trust and that reputation can, uh, can quickly come down in a transaction uh, such as this if you do not uh, go through and do everything that you promised uh, a seller that you were going to do. So, um, you know, in a nutshell, a subject two, again, is a great tool for an investor to have in their toolbox. It's a great way to acquire property. Um, it's not the perfect uh, solution uh, in every transaction. And in many, tra in most transactions, actually, I'll say in most transactions, it, it probably doesn't make sense to offer a subject two uh, type of situation. Uh, the types of situations, again, a motivated seller because of some hardship and they also typically don't have a lot of equity uh, in the house because if they did, they would probably be able to uh, put it on the market and sell it through traditional means. Uh, but because they don't have a lot of equity, they can't do that uh, and cover all of the closing costs associated with selling a, a property. So uh, those are the types of uh, situations as investors uh, you should be looking for. And it might make sense to offer uh, to purchase through a subject to arrangement but again, you know, I'll say that it's it's not the perfect situation uh, as an investor to be in. You really need to understand uh, what the seller's motivation is and how you can uh, come in and solve their problem. Because as real estate investors, uh, really another name for us is problem solvers. We're out there to try to solve problems. Uh, and sometimes we have to be creative in order to do that. That's going to wrap up this episode of the Friday Look Back. Hopefully, um, I gave you some insights into what a subject to deal uh, looks like and some of the risks associated with doing subject to deal, both for the uh, seller and for uh, the investor. Um, and hopefully, you know, you found some value in today's uh, episode. And if you did, please leave us a five-star rating and a review. It just goes a tremendous way in, in terms of helping to grow the show and bring the type of content and guests that you as a listener want to and need to listen to. So again, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Friday Look Back, and we will talk again next week. Thanks again for listening to the Invest Smarter Podcast, the show that educates you so that you can take control of your financial future. Be sure to rate the show five stars and leave us a review. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you automatically receive the newest edition of the podcast when it's released. If you're interested in learning more about investing in multifamily real estate, and taking control of your financial future, head over to our website, sastexascapital.com and take advantage of our free ebook, Multifamily Millions, How Anyone Can Invest in Apartment Buildings. And be sure to sign up for our mailing list to receive exclusive investment opportunities straight to your inbox. It's time to invest smarter. That's sastexascapital.com.